0: Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of being becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, girl, welcome to a bonus episode of The Fearless Mujer. It's Micaela. So happy that you're back. Thank you for joining me for another cup of virtual cafecito. Hey, If you're new and you're like, what the heck is cafecito? It's coffee. And if you're like, why is this girl always talking about cafecito? Well, let me just kind of throw this out there. First of all, I don't drink coffee as much as I used to because I was drinking too much coffee. Like for I was drinking three cups of coffee. I was still feeling tired and groggy and I was putting whipped cream and it was just like, I was not feeling good, okay? So I replaced my coffee for spinach and kale smoothies with protein. Um, I feel so much better when I drink it. I have so much energy. I don't crash. Uh, It's just something that I I Googled. I found like a really healthy smoothie that I could make with coconut milk. And it actually tastes really good. So I do still drink cafecito uh, every once in a while, a little bit later in the day you know, my curing machine makes lattes. So, oh my goodness, that's not good. Right. When you, when you're like drinking coffee all the time, but why do I talk about cafecitos so much or like, you know, cafecito call or whatever? Why do I say that growing up? I remember going with my grandma, my mom's mom and my mom and like some of my aunts or my mom would meet up with one of my aunts for tacos or Chinese food or whatever. You guys know I grew up in Chicago, so we ate some good food. (laughs) But, um, I just remember them having a conversation to, you know, a little girl. It looked like this very deep conversation, them just like really paying close attention to one another. And it happened over coffee. So there's something special about coffee, about cafecito. There's this moment of connection that happens. And I just think it's so special. And that's why I'm always like, hey, thanks for stopping by for a virtual cup of cafecito. And my secret dream is to, you know, have a coffee shop. I don't know, For years, like probably ever since I met my husband, I would talk to him about, oh, we could have this coffee shop. It would be so cool. And we could have Mexican food. And so that's like my secret dream, (laughs) like my fantasy to have this really cool coffee shop. But I just think it's such a special moment of connection. And so that's where the love of cafecito comes from. Not to mention that my mom used to give me coffee um, in the little creamer containers, the little tiny ones, when I was probably like five or six. So I think I just grew an addiction to coffee. (laughs) Right. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, what's up with this cafecito? Whatever. We just we love cafecitos, as Latinas, I think, you know, especially like to all of you guys out there in Chicago or close to Chicago. If you've ever been to Lalo's Mexican restaurant, um, you know, they used to have a club there back in the day, but um, they have their coffee is so good. It has like canela in it some cinnamon it's delicious i love it so anyway i'm gonna get off the topic of coffee (laughs) but if you're new i just want to welcome you thank you for being here however you found the podcast i'm so glad that you're here i hope that you leave empowered and feeling inspired and i hope that you share this episode with one of your amigas your besties And I'm Micaela. If you don't know me, I'm the founder of Fearless Mujer LLC, which really is a place and a mission to empower women to inspire the next generation to confidently pursue their dreams and to really just be a leader and influence the next generation of women. And of course, I'm the host and the founder of the Fearless Mujer podcast. So welcome. Hey guys, what do I want to talk about today? So, I want to talk about limiting beliefs because I talk about that, right? That's something that I talk about a lot when I'm coaching, when I'm mentoring. Um, I mention it here and there on the podcast. And it's something that I've really, I've researched it. I've learned it through my time of like going through a hard season right after my dad and I stopped having a relationship. So I've really done a lot of work through like the limiting beliefs as far as like researching and trying to understand why people have these beliefs. And so what I've also learned is that and in addition to the limiting beliefs, we have generational beliefs, generational mindsets. And so when you have been brought up to view things the way other people have viewed them and of course growing up You're a child, so you really don't know what you should believe. You kind of just accept what it is because you're you've been conditioned, right? And I don't know about you, but growing up, I was not allowed to question my dad or go against what he said. Like he was the dad, he was the authoritative figure. It was what he said, right? Like Mexican men sometimes say, Yo soy el hombre. So there was no room for Challenging or asking, you know, or going against what you were being taught. It just is what it was. And so, aside from these beliefs, we embrace these generational beliefs. And so, I'm not going to go like super deep into dissecting all the limiting beliefs because I think there's quite a lot. It's very broad, but I want to focus specifically on the belief that comes from having a scarcity mentality and that is a belief that I guess you could call it poverty mentality too so first of all for those of you who maybe you're like what is a limiting belief or I've heard a little bit of what that is or yeah let's let tell me more about what this is so a limiting belief is really, it's a false belief, okay, about yourself and about your life. And what limiting beliefs do is they hold you back from living a full life. Because what limiting beliefs do is they affect your decision making and your ability to take risks in life. They stop you from pursuing your goals and your dreams. And they really stop you from getting to your destination, right? Because I always say this, I believe that every woman on this earth, every human being on this earth was created with a purpose. So limiting beliefs really hold you back and they offer you a view of what you can and what you can't do and if you allow them, they will control you. They really will because the thing is that you don't you don't even know sometimes that you're having certain beliefs and I like to I like to compare it to Having an old pair of shoes, right? They're old. Maybe they don't fit you as well. And so maybe your toes are kind of squished a little bit. And maybe you're just not walking as comfortable as, as you used to. But you've gotten so used to walking in these old pair of shoes that when water gets in them, it just, you're just like, this is what it is. So, You begin to get used to like, this is how it is. This is just how it's always been. And this is what I'm used to. This is what I know. So now when it comes time to change those shoes, you're comfortable. You maybe don't want to change them, but the other shoes are actually good for you. I'm saying it in that way because we sometimes don't know. We're not aware of why we are believing certain things. Okay. So these these limiting beliefs will control you if you allow them because they will dictate your decisions maybe things that are good for you and they become a stumbling block and it's almost like if you're wearing a pair of glasses that are blurry and you can't really see very well like the other day you know some days during the week I drop off my son for basketball practice and it's like 540 in the morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I don't know. I don't, I don't love to drive at that time. It's really dark. I have a stigmatism and I wear my glasses while I'm driving now at that time, because I just can't freaking see very well. Like, it's just not good. I wear glasses. So I wear contacts all the time. And Yeah. The lights on the cars, if anybody else has astigmatism, like you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, it sucks (laughs) because the lights just bother you so much. But, uh, the other morning, um, there was kind of like, I don't know what it was on my windshield. It was on the inside. Honestly, I think that it was, I needed to clean it. And so The lights were just like reflecting on the windshield and it was so weird. And I felt like, like my eyes were dirty or something. It was such a weird thing. For those of you who live in like a cold state, you know, like in the winter when it's icy on your windshield and it hasn't defrosted, it was kind of like that. But this is what happens with the limiting beliefs. It's like you're, you're trying to go somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere and then all of a sudden, um, you just can't really see very well, but you still are trying to go where you're going, but it's kind of a struggle. So I hope that kind of makes sense a little bit because when that happens, it's almost like your view is so distorted, right? But when you've been living your life that way, you that's just what you know. And so again, let me just say this, this is not like to attack anyone or make you feel bad this is just something that, you know, I talk about a lot. It's something that I've learned that I continue to learn more about. And it's something that I share with the women that I coach because it is so important that we really challenge why we think certain things, why we do negative self, self-talk, self why we believe certain things. And if you've ever heard me talk about like, the lies we believe, rewriting the lies we believe is because it is so true. And there's things that we're believing. And if we could just expose these things and kind of challenge them a little bit, then things change. So I just love to talk about this topic, even though I would say that it's, I don't know if I would say it's a touchy topic, but some people just don't care to talk about this. But girl, you know, we're going to talk about this, right? (laughs) So what, where do like these beliefs come from? A lot of them come from the way that you were raised because the people who were bringing you up, the people who were raising you, they are the ones who were influencing you. And you were hearing them say things and talk about things. And so they projected their beliefs onto you right? That includes their fears, their doubts, their limitations, and they really molded how you thought and how you saw things. So for this episode, I'm not going to go really deep into limiting beliefs, except one that I want to talk about, and that is scarcity mentality, or also known as poverty mentality. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you. Let's say that you always wanted to open up a business. I talk a lot about business, you guys. I mentioned business a lot because, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur, but I also went to business school. I love business. And I feel like when you come from a family who's never had a business or like you're the first one in your family to start something, just in general, in any area, you're like the trailblazer, you're the one paving the way for something. And so other people may look at you like you're nuts, like you're crazy. But that's okay, right? So I just business is a, is something easy for me to just kind of talk about or share as an example. So let's say that you've always wanted to open up a business but you're scared. You're scared that you're going to fail. You feel like it's too risky and you think like, I'm just not going to do it because it's too risky. Maybe you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, this would be a great idea. You write down all of your ideas. You start creating your business plan. But then when it comes down to the nitty gritty, you're like, no, it's too risky. But why do you think that it's too risky? I mean, obviously, logically speaking, yeah, it's a risk to jump into a business, but why do you, as a woman, as a person, why do you think it's too risky? So in questioning a belief, you have to kind of go back as far as you can remember and think back on your life and just try to remember who you saw or who you heard say these things. Did anyone say, I shouldn't invest in a business because it's too risky? Did anyone say, I can't do that. I'm going to fail. It's not going to work. I can't take a big risk like that. Did anyone make you feel that you couldn't do that, that it was a big risk? Or maybe you couldn't do it because you guys always had this financial hardship. Or maybe there was like constantly you know a lack of money so because of all of this you now have a fear of lacking money you now are viewing things from a scarcity perspective from a poverty mentality and you worry so much about money that you won't even invest in yourself this is just a one example of a limiting belief and I'm going to tell you a few ways that it manifests in your life, that it shows up. In other words, that you will see it. So you can recognize what it is, why it's there, and how you can begin to challenge that. Okay. And so let me say this, okay? I do not come for money, you guys. I grew up in the hood. Okay. If I'm being real with you. Um, my dad and I would count pennies just to go buy a gallon of milk. And so these are the things that I remember. And these are the things that for me, honestly, I feel like gave me grit, right? Gave me strength, made me a survivor because these are the things that I went through with my dad. So we would count pennies to buy a gallon of milk. And that's what it was. And my dad was embarrassed. I remember. And there was a time when, like, I'm not going to lie, you guys, it was sixth grade. I had one pair of pants for school, the same pair of pants for school. We wore a uniform at school. And I remember I had a hole in my dad, ironed on a patch on the knee because, uh, you know, it was ripped. And, You know, it's interesting because even at that age, my dad showed me what I learned from him was that money didn't make you happy. Yes. Money can buy you lots of things. Money can take you places, but there's so much more. There's so many other ways to find abundance and riches other than money. Okay. So I'll kind of tie that into that, but there was one year that, like, we literally had no money, you guys. My dad and and I, even though my dad and I have a broken relationship right now, I still love this about him, and I'll never forget. But um, his girlfriend would take him lunch at work, and my dad would only eat half of it, and he would bring me half when he would come home from work. So that's that's how hard it was, you guys. That's how I grew up, and after school. You know, back then I would walk home. I would stop at this like little hamburger shop and I would get a gravy bread. If you guys don't know what a gravy bread is, it's basically like French bread dipped in au jus, like a gravy sort of, and a milkshake. And that was my, my lunch every day after school. So this one year, you guys, uh, we didn't have money for presents. So what I did is we bought wrapping paper. And I wrapped up shoe boxes and you know pop boxes, and for those of you who aren't from the Midwest, pop is soda pop uh Coke Pepsi, whatever we call it pop, okay <laughs> um but that being said so i I know what it's like to not come from money. I don't come for money, okay, everything I've ever had, I've had to work hard for even my husband even before i married him cuz i was a single mom before i married him i had my own place i took care of myself i waited tables 11 hours all day because you know i wanted to know that i could take care of, of my son and i but what i'm what i'm sharing with you is because i want you to know that if you have struggled that way financially i just want to tell you that Maybe I don't understand it from your perspective, but like, I get it. I know that pain of like not having enough, right? So, but what I want to show you is how we can begin to kind of break away from that. We can begin to kind of not make it something so bad that like we grew up like that or not make it something so bad that, okay, we have these these limiting beliefs, this scarcity mentality. It's normal, right? So we're just going to kind of dive into that and dissect it a little bit. So then now we can kind of step outside of the box and begin to understand, okay, how do I break off of this? How do I stop thinking this so that my children and my children's children don't have, to have these, you know, limiting beliefs. So for today, we are just going to dive into scarcity mentality, okay? So a lot of times because of what we heard, what we saw, that's kind of how we have thought, right? And what scarcity mentality does is that it really, you're operating from a place of fear, fear of not having enough. And when you have had moments in your life where maybe you couldn't pay the rent, like, let's be real, you guys, okay? This is not a bougie podcast, okay? People go through stuff, things happen, people's homes get foreclosed. Let's just keep it real. Don't be ashamed of anything that has happened because this is what it is, right? Stuff happens, people go through stuff and we're not gonna be, Um, sweeping it under the rug, because this is what it is, okay? So maybe in the past, your car has gotten repoed. Maybe you've gone through a really hard time and you haven't been able to pay the rent. Maybe your home got foreclosed, your business got shut down. I don't know. And, you know, we have been going through a pandemic, right? Things got shut down. People lost their jobs. Let's be real, okay? People have gone through a hard time. And it is what it is. But we have to rise above that as women who are called to influence the next generation. So we're just not going to sweep it under the rug because that ain't my style. But the scarcity mentality or the poverty mentality makes us operate from a place of fear of not having enough. And it manifests in your life a few different types of ways what scarcity mentality does is that it influences it influences your behavior sorry guys it's like 11 so i'm i'm stuttering a little bit <laughs> um it's past my bedtime but what it does is that it influences your behavior about your view or what you're going to do or your decisions and it makes you have this fear that like you shouldn't spend money and There's a few ways that it manifests, and that is you might say things like, when I have more money, then I will do that. I'm selfish for wanting to invest in that, for wanting to even, like, spend money on going to school. I'm selfish. Oh, instead of buying myself that or investing in that for myself, I could be buying fill in the blank for my kids. Here's what I want to tell you. You have to give yourself permission to know that it's okay to want more for your life. Because what scarcity mentality does is it makes you settle. And look, I'm not saying be stingy. I'm not saying go blow all your money, spend all your money. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is you don't have to settle just because that's the way that you've lived your life. Because what scarcity mentality does is it really, it keeps you in a cycle like a hamster and the hamster goes in the little wheel and it keeps going and it keeps going. And you're just in this cycle where like you're doing the same thing because you're seeing things from the same perspective. You're operating from the same belief that you're you're not going to have enough money. And so what happens is that you never get out of that cycle. And one of the things that happens when you have scarcity mentality, um, a person that has that fear might tend to hoard their money. And what I mean by that is they won't spend any money at all. They will hoard their money because to them, having all of their money in an account in the bank keeps them, you know, feeling safe because they have it right there. But yet they're not really enjoying any of it because I really believe that, hey, God created us to work, but we also have to have time for self-care, for, you know, eating well and celebrating. And it's okay to spend money sometimes, right? On a family vacation or on yourself. Why? Because there's nothing wrong with that. Money is a tool. Money is a tool. It helps us survive. It helps us bless other people. It's a resource. And what happens is, that when you are operating from a place of fear, you're not really living a free life. You know, you're not free to live your life the way that you were created to live it. And so when you're kind of in this place of like thinking this way and an opportunity may come around where you can invest in school or you can invest in a course or you can invest whatever it is, maybe in starting a business, you're kind of scared and you won't do it. And I want you to know that you're not the only one who has felt this way or feels this way. Maybe you have felt this way and you've worked through it and now you're in a different place. So you know what it was like. But I want to tell you that, number one, you're not selfish for wanting more. You're not selfish for wanting to invest in yourself. You're not selfish, you know, for saying, Hey, you know what? I bought the kids fill in the blank last time. I, I bought them that or whatever. Now it's my time. See, that's part of loving yourself. That's part of, of knowing that it's okay. It's like being emotionally healthy where you give yourself the permission to say, hey, you know what? I am going to invest in myself. Hey, you know what? I'm no longer going to operate from a place of fear because I know that there's more for my life. So how do you get past these beliefs because these this belief this specific belief will hold you back it really will and there's going to come a time when you have to come face to face with a moment of should i take this chance on myself and i want you to know today that you are worth it you are worth investing in yourself you are worth saying, hey, Claudia, Michelle, Maricela, I don't know who's listening, but, you know, girl, you are worth investing in yourself. What happens when you invest in yourself? What happens when you choose to go against the fear that tries to hold you back from investing in yourself? What happens? You are no longer the same person, okay? You slowly begin to change in a big way, because now you show yourself that you can do something different. You show yourself, dang, I got what it takes. You become the leader in your life. And you know what that does to you? That gives you authority. You give yourself authority to not settle. You give yourself authority to pursue the dreams on your heart. You give yourself the authority to grow, to be a better person, to be a better version of yourself, to be who God created you to be. And why am I saying this? Because when a woman, and you can ask any woman this, who has came from nothing or any person who you know has worked so hard to grow to invest in themselves not just financially but their time because let me tell you something about about growing and self developing It's going to require you being very uncomfortable and it's going to require you doing things that are out of your norm. But let me tell you, it is the best thing that you can ever do for you because you literally shake up what you have been thinking, how you have been living. You literally shake up your thinking. And when you do that, you have no choice but to confront the beliefs that you've had that up to this point may have left you stuck. And that's why there's so many women that feel stuck. And listen, I'm not judging. This is, we don't judge here. I don't do that, okay? I'm speaking from experience. I am speaking from experience, okay? The first time that I invested in a coach, it didn't work out. (laughs) I didn't vibe with her. I didn't. I didn't feel like she was getting me, so I just, I couldn't work with her. Hang on, guys. I have to drink some tea. So the next coach I invested in, it was a couple of thousand dollars. And it was the best thing I did because I was able to grow more. I was able to. Believe in myself more. What I believed that had been put on my heart to pursue was reaffirmed. I was reassured. I was loved. My vision, my vision, (laughs) my vision was embraced. So it was the best thing I ever did. I don't think I would be me right now if I hadn't invested in that. And I invested in a mastermind. For podcasting, because if this is what I do, then I have to invest in my craft, and and that could be hair, right? If you're a cosmetologist, you probably go to classes. You probably get better tools, better brushes, better bleach. Um, I don't know a new color line that just came out. You get the best of the best, a, a better hair dryer. Why? Because you're investing in your craft. Right? So when you do those things, you grow. And you won't grow if you don't dare to be uncomfortable and step out of your comfort zone. And what happens is that as you begin to grow in those areas, you start to see yourself from a different perspective. Why? It's not arrogance it's not cockiness. It's not that you think you're better than everyone else. It's that your mindset has changed. You've, you grow in a way where you align with who you are meant to be and you grow in a way where you start to appreciate yourself, where you start to love yourself more. And you won't grow if if you don't dare go through these uncomfortable seasons. So part of that is, yeah, investing in yourself or investing your time, um, networking. It feels kind of weird at first when you're not, I mean, I've always been a person that loves to be around people. As I get older, I think I become a little bit more introverted, more reserved, but when it feels a little weird, I think when you're older and you kind of just show up to a networking event, maybe you don't know anybody and you're just kind of like, why am I here? Nobody likes me, right? That's a limiting belief, first of all. (laughs) Um, But it it takes a lot of courage to actually just show up somewhere and then just be like, hey, I'm so-and-so and and, and just start kind of talking to people. And so that's uncomfortable, right? But when you do that and you dare, you know, for that moment, be uncomfortable and you dare to step out of outside of your comfort zone and out of the box, right, of how you function something really powerful begins to happen. Because what this does is that you begin to transform. And the more that you do things like this, the more that you grow even more. And so that's why like last episode, I I had mentioned when you see a woman who's an entrepreneur or she's kind of doing what you're doing or she's ahead of where you want to be, don't be intimidated by her. Why did I say that? Because that woman probably didn't get like that overnight. That woman probably invested time in herself. She invested her resources in herself and she did what she needed to do to grow. And so what happens when you dare challenge the scarcity mentality, you begin to change. And when you begin to change for the better, and you, and I should say transform, not change, because you're awesome. You don't have to change, you're amazing. But when you begin to transform in that way, it is such a beautiful thing, especially as a mom or as someone who is a role model to maybe nieces or cousins or, you know, other people. You begin to grow in such a way and you transform in such a beautiful way that people around you, those closest to you, those in your inner circle, they notice it. And you know what happens? Because women are so influential, what happens is that you cannot you, you cannot hold it in. It is going to flow out of you it is going to be so contagious that it is going to flow out of your heart and flow into those around you. And they're going to catch it. And they're going to want to do things like that for themselves. So you literally break this generational cycle of like, oh, we don't have money. Oh, we can't do that because we don't have money. Oh, you know, I I don't want to talk to those people because they're going to judge me. But no, you literally, you break the cycle of this thinking, of this limiting belief. So it is such a beautiful thing. And I want you to know that you are worth investing in yourself. Okay, look, let me be real here. Maybe you have a significant other who's controlling. Maybe you have a significant other who doesn't support you or embrace your vision or anything like that. And I want to tell you this, that even if other people don't support you, even if those closest to you don't support you, you have to believe in yourself For that season, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to love yourself so much and believe in yourself so much that you're not going to care what people say. Your vision has to be so big. Your vision has to be so great that there's nothing that's going to stop you from reaching your dreams from transforming, because this is all about transformation. It's not about being better than other people, right? It's not about proving anything. This is not about proving anything at all, you guys. This is about transformation. And transformation doesn't happen when you constantly stay in your comfort zone. Transformation doesn't happen when you don't challenge the things that you've been believing. Transformation only happens when you dare challenge the beliefs that you've had, when you dare challenge some things that maybe are questionable when it comes to the way that maybe you were raised or things that have happened to you as an adult. Transformation happens when you dare shake things up in your life. Because when you begin to shake things up in your life, and what I mean by that is like, maybe you, you're you just so used to doing things a certain way. Maybe, like I, I've mentioned before, maybe you say, well, this is just how it's always been. This is just how I've always seen things. You know, I compare myself to other people and this is just how it is. Doesn't everybody do that? Um, no, right? But when you dare, shake it up. It's like a, it's a salt shaker. Hey, you guys, if you hear something weird, my son turned on the washer. So I don't know if you can hear the washer, but girl, I ain't editing this. (laughs) We're just going to roll with it. So if you're hearing the washer, hey, welcome to mom life, right? But listen, it's like a salt shaker, okay? When you shake the salt, let's just say that you've had a salt shaker sitting in your cabinet for a while. And you know, when you have like adobo, girl, I use adobo. I love adobo. But when you have adobo or you have your seasonings or whatever you use to cook, hopefully you have more than salt and pepper, right? (laughs) But sometimes your seasonings are on top of like, where the heat right from the stove can kind of hit the top or it rises up the heat. So maybe, like, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but your seasonings get a little bit, like, stuck together. I hate when that happens. So, but let's just say that, like, your salt shaker, the salt is kind of in clumps, I guess, if you want to say it that way. But you shake it. It separates. Right? You're able to, like, shake it, and now it's coming out because you separated the clumps. That is exactly what limiting beliefs are. They're clumps, right? They're bolitas that you have to shake so that who you really are, who you were intended to be, who you are at your core, who God intended you to be, can come out and be released. And that's what happens when you dare challenge uh, the belief, the fear that you're not going to have enough because that is a lie. That is a lie. And when you are in that place, you won't reach your place of abundance. And what I mean by that is that there is so much more for you. God intended for you to have an abundant life. And when you are fearing the future, when you are fearing you know, that you might run out, that you're not going to have enough. You weren't intended to live in fear like that. You weren't intended to live that way, to feel that way all the time, constantly. That is very hard. That is a struggle. That is emotionally and mentally draining. And the anxiety that creeps in when you have that fear is not a joke. And so I want to encourage you today, okay? Number one, writing down reasons and things that you're grateful for is so good for you emotionally. If you don't do this, I highly recommend that you do this, that you begin to write down what you're grateful for. If you already do this, girl, a high five, right? Because that's awesome. When you write down what you're grateful for and you are writing it down, something powerful happens when you are the one writing it down. And you can just write down like, I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful that, you know, I can work from home. I'm grateful that I have a job and just like find the good things. And they can be small things that you're grateful for because Having an abundant life is not just about money. There's other ways that you are rich and you have no idea. And so I'm not just talking about money, obviously. If you have a safe home, like your home is peaceful, girl, you're rich in that way. Because there's another mujer out there who doesn't have a peaceful home. There's another mujer out there who... Maybe in an abusive relationship, maybe she's just really going through it with her kids. Maybe her kids are really struggling and there's chaos in her home. So if you have a peaceful home, girl, count yourself blessed. That is a blessing. That is, in that way, you are rich. If your fridge is full of food, if every week you're able to go buy groceries, Count yourself blessed and in that way you are rich. You have an abundance of food because somewhere out there is a mujer who doesn't know how she's going to provide for her kids. So I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty at all. Like that's not at all what I'm doing. Okay, please don't don't get it wrong because that's not what I'm doing. What I'm just trying to show you is that sometimes... Because we are very comfortable and fortunate, we get lost through the busyness, through the noise, right, through the day-to-day, and we don't really look at, like, the ways that we're blessed and rich. So, yes, we're talking about money, right, the scarcity mentality, But I want you to challenge your thinking, because when you only focus on the money aspect, you don't see the other ways that there's richness in your life. Like if you have friends who love you, count yourself rich, Amiga, count yourself blessed. Even journaling those things. I have this car, you know, I have a great marriage or a great boyfriend whatever it is, right? You can find richness in your life in other ways. And that takes your focus off money. So anyway, Chica, I just want to thank you for hanging out with me today. If you need more support, if you need someone to chat with, You know that I'm always a DM away. You can DM me on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also schedule a 30-minute connection slash clarity and cafecito call with me. We can focus on where you may need extra support, where you feel held back. Masterminds are closed for uh, the rest of the year. But I am creating a course. I'm so excited about that. It's a course for Latinas to help you kind of work through some of the things that may be holding you back. So if you want more info on that, if you're like, hey, I, I need I need that course. <laughs> um, all you gotta do is send me a message on fearlessmohead.com forward slash contact and just say Latina course more info, please. And I will definitely add you to the list. I'll reach out to you. And so I'm just really excited for that. I've been working on that and I can't wait till it launches. Um, I'm so excited. So make sure to share this episode with your amigas because like I always say, something powerful happens when we lift each other up. And don't forget to tag me, share this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Have a wonderful day. Hey, amiga! Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. It was such a pleasure. Hey, before you go, I just want to remind you that you are part of a much bigger tribe. That's right, there are so many women out there who are part of the Fearless Mujer tribe, and they're also part of the community. So if you want even more inspiration and empowerment, come join the Fearless Mujer community. You can click on the link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. And guess what? If you need some help setting goals and taking action, you need some accountability. You know that you want to pursue your big dreams with boldness and confidence, but there's things that are holding you back. I would love to help you and support you. Go to fearlessmohead.com, click on coaching and schedule a connection and clarity call with me. I would love to know how to better support you. You can also hit me up on Instagram at the Fearless Mohead podcast. Send me a DM and just say, hey, Micaela, I need some extra help. Will you help me? Yes, girl, I will help you. And hey. Don't forget to share this episode with your amigas and your besties because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can also tag me in your stories on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to know how this episode helped you today. All right, girl, until next time, God bless.